Hey folks, what's going on? This is part two of our discussion on spiritual gifts. If you haven't listened to part one, we highly encourage you to do that now as we discuss aspects that are fundamental to understanding the questions we are about to answer in this episode. And without wasting any more time, let's get to the discussion. So how does, like, what do spiritual gifts look like in our context today? Like, Is there a difference between the early church and now? Like, my question is, how come certain gifts were present, seemingly present back then, and then they're not anymore? Mm-hmm. go ahead no i mean if you want i was to just gonna ahead. say i was just gonna like i was just you, gonna you say yeah like there are there are a couple people. that we don't see like the gift yeah. of miracles we don't see mm-hmm. right uh the gift of prophecy that's mm, hard to come by right at least from a grand view but we sh- i mean that maybe we just don't see it enough like we don't recognize it right do you rec- yeah. do you see it well so like so when so in a, in, in like in um Adventist Christian circles uh I don't see it at all um but I've I've been in places um in, in other Christian organizations where they really like they really they they know how to see it and uh and I've been I've been blessed by someone who who had that in some way um like there, like there was one time I was struggling, didn't really talk to anyone outside, you know, my circles. This person calls me up. They're like, "Hey, we've been just silently praying for you, Jed. No, we've been silently praying, praying for leaders, and then your name was the only one that came up in our in our heads. And Christ has made it clear to us that we need to reach out to you and just encourage you right now. And it was just like one of the oddballs. Like they haven't really had that before. And so it, I think I think I think there's like. I think the gift of prophecy or the the gift of you know prayer or the or the gift of like hearing God I think there I think I think uh in our own like inner circles like we don't really see it too much and I think it's cuz we don't really know how to see it cuz we haven't really been you know we don't yeah we we don't really have people to help us see those gifts <laughs> yeah cuz yeah cuz I think when we think of, of prophecy it's like the huge sort of like yeah um like the the, this person is going to be elected or you know ahead of time like yeah or you know this team's gonna <laughs> win the championship or you know this person's going to ascend to our church you know leadership and, and stuff like that or you're going to get into an accident but you're going to mir- miraculously survive it next week like you, you know we don't we think of like the huge sort of like unexplainable sort of thing but the gift of prophecy at least the way that i understand it also sort of accounts for hey you know bringing somebody along and saying listen i, I, I as you were saying like the the I, i've been praying and and i've been getting this this uh this vibe or this this message and i think it's from god and i think it's from the spirit and i really think don't think that you should be going to like this place or mm. you should be like sort of like you know telling them things that maybe they don't let other people know about right or or mm-hmm. something that will come up that didn't that hasn't um uh, you know hasn't been uh, revealed to them yet yeah right uh, but maybe a little bit more vague right and it, I, I want i don't want to 
delve into uh, I know that's dangerous because I don't want to delve into sort of like um what's it called because I know we, we we talked about sort of like yeah and anagram I can never get those enneagram enneagrams mm-hmm. right uh, and one of the things sort of the things against that but mainly against the Meyer Briggs one was that and horoscopes is that you know whenever they're talking about somebody's sort of like thing like they make it so broad and so whatever uh overlapping with other other categories that people will just automatically you know latch onto that thing and say yeah that's me that's that's what I'm going to do or like you know uh maybe uh, I, I don't want this to turn into like this this um, um, palm reader, psychic yeah. type of like, you know, that sort yeah. of thing. Like, I don't want us to get into that um, into that mode just mm. so we can have the gift of prophecy, quote unquote. Mm-hmm. Right? Um, I don't know what exactly I'm saying, but like, that's <laughs> where I don't want to go. Yeah. Right. Because there is that danger in if we're, there's a danger of us trying to misappropriate it. There's also a danger for other people to dismiss it that if it's a real gift of prophecy that they don't want to listen to it because it's just like, Oh, maybe you're a fraud right? because we don't normally see that. Mm-hmm. And I think that's part of the reason why we don't see it very much is because maybe there's a disbelief that we have mm-hmm. Like God doesn't really speak to us that way anymore. Right. Mm-hmm. What we have is the Bible and that's what we're sticking with. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, th- I think I think what if if God were to, I mean, if if someone has a gift of prophecy, I think it wouldn't be like vague, like in terms of like horoscopes or not. At least for, in what what happened to me, it was very specific. They brought a Bible passage that I was actually reflecting on that week, so it's kind of like things are piecing together perfectly. Uh, and and uh, I've been in places. Uh, I don't know what kind of spiritual gift it was, but uh, our leadership, we were just. You know, we we're just praying and we we're just listening to God. Uh, and, and at least with the Korean Presbyterian kind of like circles, there's this uh, that we had this space where we just listen. Uh, so we don't. So we we pray, yeah. But we, it's kind of like a listening prayer. But we also give room to just see images, um, uh, images that God might send us. And and some of the images that um, that was some of our leadership received was like our leadership is in a boat in a storm, but we're sinking. And then, and so then, and it, and it, kind of like that image, um, uh, we, we took some more time to process that and to, to really analyze, is that really from God? Is it not from God? Uh, and then, and then we took a look into like how our leadership is. And then we say like, oh, wow, we actually are really like sinking. What can we be doing? Right. And then et cetera, et cetera. And then we changed like our vision, we changed our direction. And so I think like that's a unique space that I don't really experience in a lot of like my personal circles. I've only been able to experience in like other circles. So I think there are spiritual gifts that other, um, other Christians out there that, ex- you know, experience and God has blessed them with. Um, but there's also ones that probably, probably we have, but they probably don't experience either too. So it's really like uh, <laughs> a really interesting picture. Um, but yeah, I think as a whole, like what do spiritual gifts look like today? Um, I think I look I think spiritual gifts will look different right now compared to how acts was I I think one of the reasons is because our world's different from the world of acts yeah. we do not <laughs> our, our situation we're not really necessarily underneath Roman rule 
uh romans are if you don't know are not you know are long you know their empire is pretty gone or gone a long time ago um, <laughs> um and there's a lot of things that happen in between in terms of history and so our society and how we live as people have changed uh a lot um our culture as people have changed of course there are going to be things that are universal of course you know they ate food like how we eat food they they had community like how we have community you know and there's still like there will be similarities there will be things that are same from acts and now but i think i think when god like distributes you know his grace and god distributes like the get the spiritual gifts i think it's all also in accordance to like you know what benefits the society right now what mm. will reach out to the most people um what will be able to like yeah like what how will his mission that he has um re, you know trusted us with uh be progressed further in t- today's society in the same way that it's been you know pushed forth in the book of acts right and people mm-hmm. in the acts right paul went through country to country uh, from he went to Asia, then he went to, and then he went to like he went to Syria, he went to all these places, and in his in, in his multiple like um, apostolic uh, journeys. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Uh, and and like yeah, like, and, and and you know a lot of things like we we mentioned healing, right? Healing was a big thing, and we don't really see he as much healing right now in our circles at least. Um, and so I think God, yeah. I feel like I'm going around in circles. <laughs> yeah. Like God has really blessed certain gifts to people in accordance to that time. And I think right at that time, they needed to reach a lot of people as uh, almost as fast as possible, especially with the emergence of Christianity. Christianity was not a thing before, right? Uh, Christianity was not known as Christianity uh, the term Christianity probably came much later, right? Uh, people knew the group that Paul was associated with as the Nazarene sect, <laughs> or like these, <laughs> or it had different names, or the uh, right? Or the way people know the way. Check out Acts twenty-four; you'll see that reference. Uh, <laughs> um, but yeah, I, it's it's just interesting. So, like, I think. You know, Christian Christianity was still growing, um, and it was like abundantly growing then. I think right now, like Christianity has been present, um, but now Christianity is viewed in a different way. It is defined differently now from different people, and thus, like the way that you know, like the way that its approach and how we reach out to people will most definitely change because the world's changed. Right, uh, hmm. and I still think there is there's like we still see like a lot of these gifts. Uh, being played out like so let's let's go through a list the gift of wisdom right that's easy for us to see on a regular basis mentors are wiser you know we get um wise words from mentors um people that are older than us people even some people that are younger than us that that have a a a wise perspective on things uh so there's that that one's easy gift of tongues i think that's that's still there right Um, still there still there still there uh, the gift of teaching. Uh, I think that's probably the one that's most common to everybody, right? That we see there's a lot of teachers, a lot of you know uh, pastors that teach. You, you have your Sunday school teachers, you have your your Sabbath school teachers, you know uh, that sort of, sort of thing. Uh, teaching and the gift of service. 
right? Those are the you know the two easy ones that are there. Uh, the gift of prophecy, maybe we don't see it so much. The gift of the pastor or the shepherd, still there. Still there. Obviously, we have we've got a lot of pastors. Um, miracles, not so much. Gift of mercy. Wish we had more of it, but we do know that there are merciful people out there, and they've got an extra dosage of that. Mercy. Right? Like everybody has, everybody has <sighs> like, yeah, like everybody has like a measure of mercy, but then there are there are some that has that much more. Extraordinary. Extraordinary. And the same thing with the gift of faith, right? Everybody's given a measure of faith, but there are some people that are just they've got that extra measure that's there. The gift of leadership, we've seen that. Gift of knowledge, same thing with teaching, we've seen that as well. Uh, the gift of interpretation, particularly as it as it applies to the gift of tongues, um, the gift of healing, maybe maybe not in the miraculous way, but we also understand that God works through, you know, people like uh, like healthcare workers. Mm-hmm. So there's that. Mm-hmm. Maybe we just attribute it to the science and to the procedures that are you know the best practices that are there. But I think, uh, but I also believe that you know there are some things that. You know that doctors and therapists and nurses and all those guys do sort of like okay let's let's do this and we'll see if it if it if it works and you know it works uh but it's seen as hey we just took a shot in the dark but how much of that is you know is attributed how much can we say of that is attributed to god maybe that there's more of it that's there than just hey we just took a shot in the dark mm, right? and it just yeah. worked uh, the gift of faith, gift of exhortation. Uh, I think Jenna has that in spades. <laughs> the gift of exhortation. Uh, mm. There's a gift of evangelism, right? That's, you know, God bless our, our missionaries and our evangelists. The gift of discernment, right? I think that's there as well. Um, gift of Exorcism. <laughs> Still there. Yeah. Still there. Go yeah. to the Philippines. <laughs> yeah. There's still it's a need a, for it. There is a need for it. The gift of apostleship, maybe not so much, and then the gift of administration. Yeah, that's there as well. So we, we, there's a lot of there's a bunch of them that we can see that we that we see being played out in our you know in our regular churches on a on mm. a weekly basis. So that's that's not a that's not a huge thing. Like we we see that God works that way. Like He hasn't totally bereft us. Of mm-hmm. the spiritual gifts that were once uh, really in abundance, you know, during that early Acts mm-hmm. church and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Where do you guys, where would you fit, you know, someone who's really good at technology? Uh, service would probably be the easiest um, way to, to put it, right? Uh, depending on what they do. Uh, maybe they're the administrator of those. Uh, of said technology to use it um doubling up maybe on the gift of discernment to see where it is best used maybe it's part of the gift of evangelism right Uh, or it might be a new do you guys think it can be a new gift in today's context could it be in itself like the gift of technology uh that's where okay so let's let's talk about just if we could for a second, is there a difference between gifts and talent? That's a good question. I believe so. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So, I mean, we, we are given talent, obviously, right? Because everybody, everybody's got a talent. 
And if I'm correct, that everybody gets at least one spiritual gift. Is there a delineation between the two or do they kind of just merge into one and the other? Because what I, because I'm thinking of, uh, I'm thinking of the dude, the dude, the dude, the dude that God said to Moses, Hey, go to that guy because he's really good with working with copper with silver. He can fashion things. And that's how they started making, you know, the, the, the tent uh, of meeting, um, otherwise known as the, the tabernacle. Right. And so he was doing all that stuff. And so, but is that regarded as a spiritual gift? Or the huh. talents that were given, you know, or is that, can that be, can that be like a spiritual gift? Yeah, that's a, that's a really, really or is great it just the things question. that God has given us. Yeah. Cause like when we think about like, yeah. So we, we, Alan, you, uh, you just listed out like the spiritual gifts. Right. And, uh, and so Mike, you asked about like, you know, can technology be a spiritual gift? And so like, when we look at technology today, technology today, it's like computerized, right? Everything's online, you know, we have the digital, aspect, digital aspect, right? But we also have to think about ancient, te- ancient technology, right? And how they built buildings, you know, and stuff. But so then, I mean, like who built the temple, right? And then can that be regarded as a spiritual gift, right? As well, like Alan mentioned. So, but then it isn't listed out as a spiritual gift. Uh, the, 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 the physical building aspect of it. So um, I, Yeah, go ahead. Sorry. Yeah, so I, I guess there is a difference. I think they can be closely connected. I think they can be closely connected and they can be related, but I think they are different. Uh, yeah, I think, I think what, what delineates them is that for take for example the the technology aspect of it yeah we can use that in a church yeah we can use that you know for the glory of god and for the edification of the church but you see a lot of it done outside of the church mm-hmm. right by people that don't believe in god that don't believe in Jesus, that are not quote unquote non-believers yeah right? unchurched right so i i think there's you know there's that i think there's a there's a there's a line there that says okay you know what if it's if you see this particularly in the Christian community and not necessarily outside, right? Um, that would be a spiritual gift. Now, do we say because administration is one of them, teaching is the other of them, but we see that outside of the church as well, yeah. right? But is it a matter of administration? Is it a matter of administration in the way of the kingdom of God? Or is it administration based on secular practices, right? I guess we can, you know, decide that way whether it is the gift, whether it is a spiritual gift, and maybe that's why what your your professor was talking about, Mark. Mm-hmm. You know, there are some gifts that are out there mm-hmm. that you know people use in the secular world, but there's a little bit of a twist when we're talking about using it in in the church. Right, because there's a there's a different vibe to it. There's a different um, um, focus and mm. the, the principles that are different. That yep. if you were to take this outside, you know, in the secular world, wouldn't make sense. It is not a quote unquote best practice, mm-hmm. right? In the secular world, yeah. So maybe that's how, uh, yeah, we can delineate one from the other. Yeah, I I guess like to either chime in or to add on um it's 
the the difference that I see right now then is uh well to see from our conversation uh that abilities slash talent are irrespective of goal. Uh, while spiritual gifts has a specific goal, which is as we see in Ephesians, is to build up the church. Yeah. There's a specific goal with spiritual gifts, um, allocated by the Holy Spirit, allocated by God. And so um and so I think, yeah, that I think that's what separates them is that uh there's this goal, there's this intention, specific intention. Uh that I mean yeah, I mean, like we have the ability to to walk, we have the ability to eat. There's certain abilities that we carry, um, you know, with cook, with cooking and such. Um, those are abilities. Then how does how would abilities these abilities move into a different space of uh, becoming spiritual gifts? Like how does cooking become service? Right? How does walking turn into evangelism? You know, like. What's that clicking? Sorry. So that's my hand. Sorry. Okay. I'll stop it. I'll stop it. My bad. Bad habit. Super bad habit. I'm still touching. <laughs> you got to edit that out. Will do. Okay. Uh, yeah, I think uh, to add on that, you kind of just click something in my brain. Is that uh, like somebody can have the gift. Of, somebody can have a talent for languages. But if it clicks a different way, if there's if there's like a, a little bit of a boost when it when it's in when it's in uh, relation to you know uh, helping out the church, right? When it's helping out the you know the Christian community, I think that that's the, that gift that that the Spirit gives you. You may have that talent in general, but there's like there's like a buff that that takes you above that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, when it comes to the thing, like there are administrators out there in the secular world, lots of them, CEOs, whatever. But it only really clicks that much more when you're doing it for the church, right? Mm-hmm. And that is in that the case, if that's the case, then I think it's it's that Holy Spirit gift that's that's pushing it, right? Because mm-hmm. what we do understand is that with gifts it has a specific goal is to edify and bring up and build up the church. Yeah. Right. So you can have that talent, right. You can, you can be, you can be, um, you can be born with that talent, but um, the Holy spirit might top that off mm. by giving you an extra, like it's, it's almost like you get an extra boost. Yeah. That of being a little bit of being more effective that way when it comes to building up the church mm-hmm. and building up the Christian community. I think that's probably the difference. Yeah. You know, when we're talking about the, yeah. the difference between talent and gift. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah, definitely. I think, um, you know, what, when researching this, I looked at different, different definitions of spiritual gifts. And one word that seems to come up, you know, at, always comes up was the word extraordinary. So, yeah. Like there's just this sense of extraordinariness, I guess, to it, and something really, 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 really special about it. It's not just an everyday talent. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. When I think well, for it to be defined as spiritual gift, there has to be some sort of just, I guess, some sort of higher power, mm-hmm. like the Holy Spirit, yeah. definitely, right. That pushes yeah. it. 
as you, you guys said. Yeah, this and, is, go ahead. Go on, go, go. You can, no, go. So you can have extra. You can have people that have extraordinary gifts outside in the secular world, but when it comes to like people that 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 do things, you know, within the Christian community, within the church itself. It has that much more effectiveness, not not more effectiveness than than whoever maybe, but there's just an effectiveness that's there because the Holy Spirit is behind it. I mean, it's the reason why He gave you that spirit, that that gift in the in the first place, because it's meant to achieve a goal, do a job, whatever it is, and because He's given it to you, there they know that there's a specific opportunity, there's a specific context in which that gift is going to flourish, mm-hmm. right where it's needed. Right? Yeah. And so if it starts to take off, that's a spiritual gift. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, so, yeah, that's my thought on that. Nice. <laughs> yeah. I, I'm trying to find like an example, um, but not, not like, not, not a real world example. I'm trying to find like an example, example, like a picture example. I think about samples from Costco. Uh, <laughs> you know, it's I, I think I think talents, abilities, like th- these are just like just a, a sample of what God has really to offer us, right? Mm. Like I think we could see a lot of things in the world. Like you know, we we see construction workers. You know, we see admins in like in business offices doing you know the best that they can but all of these things you know these are all just just a taste it's a sample um and it's it's interesting because these mini examples orient us to something bigger they orient us to 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 what could be like a a bigger picture and so it's it's so it's like you know it's like a costco sample you know you it's a, a small sample but like you can't just focus on just that one sample because if you want more than that, then you gotta get you gotta get Jesus, and then and then he gives you the whole package, you know. And but what's great about Costco? Dude, you go back to that. You go back to that one person every single time, five times. Admit it, admit it. Just say it. It's okay, man. Confess it. <laughs> Yo, I was like 15 and they're like, you're too young. You can't get a Costco sample. They still break my heart. <laughs> you need a membership. <laughs> you need a membership. But yeah, I like I, I think that's I think that's what God has given us. I think He's He's distributed talents and gifts to each one of us from the beginning. Um mm. uh, and abilities. Um but when we get to know him, he gives us something bigger. He gives us he give first he gives us himself. Right, sure. uh, and alongside with that, um, because we know him, he offers like something greater. And I like how you point out, Mark, that like it is gonna be supernatural. Like the admin stuff that we think about, like it's not just filing paper and treasury and or whatever it may be. It's gonna be something with supernatural power attached to it. When you talk about leadership, it's not just leading a business. It's not going to be leading like a, a like a, a as a store manager. It's something that 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 God will literally be in the presence of. There's going to be a spiritual driving power behind that. And when we look at teaching, it's not just going to be simply like teaching the ABCs. There is little life giving force coming through you because through the Holy Spirit in you. And I think there's this bigger picture that God has calling us has been calling us into. Hmm. Okay. Yeah. So I guess in all of this, um, in light of everything that we talked about, 
what are some practical ways or steps to grow our gifts? Uh, just don't say no. That's pretty much it. I mean, the, that's yeah. the answer, right? Don't. I mean, the first thing is don't say no. I mean, you're given a gift, uh, and I and I just get this idea that maybe part of the reason why Jesus tells us that parable, like, hey, you've got a light, don't hide it under a bush. Mm-hmm. It kind of applies to this too, right? It's not just you know, it's just not just the gospel message. Right, is that yeah. you've got something that you have to offer, you know, for the for the benefit of the church, for the benefit of the of the of the body, right? Uh, don't hoard it. Don't say no. Don't just keep it, you know, and not develop it, uh, because it's given to you for a reason. Like we were saying, is that there is a specific situation uh, and context where the what God, you know, a specific context that God has in mind for you. And so he gives you the gifts or a gift to make sure that that's effective and, you know, it'll benefit everybody. Uh, And so if you say no, right, if you don't, if you don't go ahead and do it, well, then that that defeats the whole purpose. Why give you the gift in the first place if you're not going to use it? Mm. So the first thing I would say is don't say no, because number one, you don't even, I mean, for I guess let me broaden that. Don't say no. Try not to say no to anything, to everything. Okay. Go look out and, and you know, if, if somebody comes to you and asks you to do something, do it, try it. If there's a, if there's a, if there's a vacancy, if there's a need that you see, see what you can do. You know, what's the worst that can happen. It's still not going to get done. Right. Mm. In which case, well, maybe it's not your gift and maybe you're not the person that God had in mind to fill that need, to fill that, to, to fill that void. In which case, hey, at least we know, you know, there's something else that he has planned for you. Right. And mm. that's not for you. Right. So I think that's that's probably the first thing I would I would say, because it's not like. It's not like many of us, when given our gifts, God will say to us. Hey, by the way, I'm sending you something. Please open it and use it. Right? We don't get to talk to God like that. Most of us don't on a regular basis. If he does it in dreams, hey, that's cool. If he does it in prophecies, even better. Hopefully you have somebody in the prophecy in the prophecy realm that tells you to do that. But if you don't, hey, right, go find out yourself. So if there's a if there's a need, if there's somebody asking you to do something, try it out. Why not? Right? And see what happens there. That's probably my contribution to that. Yeah, I think um, like the thing that comes to mind is another another of Jesus's parable when he talks about you know the three servants that mm-hmm. the master gave talents to. It's funny how talents was used, <laughs> uh, but in the story, really talents meant money. Yeah. Um, so he gave. Well, let's start like maybe five talents to one servant and then three to the Mm -hmm. other and then one to the last one. And then the two servants went like the ones that were given five and three went and grew the resources that they had by going out there and using it. Right. And then the one, since he only had one, he thought that he, he was so scared to lose that one. So he was so careful with it that he hid it, right? 
And so, and then at the end of it, the two servants who went out and grew their resources were commended for it, while the the servant that hid his one talent was kind of scolded. Yeah, so yeah. he was scolded and saying, "Oh, you don't do." But <laughs> uh, you should have done that. Um, so yeah, I think that's what uh, remind me of that, like what you were saying. Yeah, just don't say no, yeah, and also no. another like maybe another aspect that can be learned from that story is just be confident in what God has given you. Don't compare your what you have and what God has given you mm-hmm. with what God has given others. Mm, um, yes. You are what God has given you is equally important to what God has given others. And you are given that, that specific gift for a specific set of gifts for a reason. And God thought it best. And, you know, God is all knowing and God is really wise. And if you trust in God's wisdom and, um, sovereignty then you should be able to trust that what god has given you as a gift is sufficient and it's what's needed and that your role is equally important to those who have the more i guess air quotes celebrated gifts right so i think be confident in what god has given you as a gift and keep using it and it'll grow and god will use you yeah. And your role mm. is important. And you get more. Maybe. You get more. Maybe you get more. If 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 it, if that if that parable of the talents applies to this, you get more. Right? Mm, and, I, yeah. and and I think I believe that too is that you know whatever if you're used by God, you know if you're willing to be used by God, you'll be given more. Right? Now, I wanted to say that some of the gifts are hard. I mean, like I said, you know, go on and try it. Some of the gifts, though, are hard to figure out whether you have it or not. Like, if you have the, if you have like, if you're trying to figure out if you have the gift of discernment, and you try to figure it, <laughs> and you try to figure it out, how do you know when you're wrong? Like, it's just because, <laughs> you know, the whole idea is like you're discerning of a, a specific situation. You tell you tell this person, yeah, this is what it really is. This is what it is, but it's really something else. Like, how do you figure that out that you're that it's wrong? Like, oh, unless you do that. And the same thing with wisdom. Like, you think you're wise, but then there's that whole Dunning Kruger. I think that's the, what it is, the Dunning Kruger effect, where people are smart, they think they're smart, but they're not not really smart. Type of deal. So you think you're wise, but you're not really wise. So how do you figure it out if you're, yeah. if, you're if you've got that gift or not? Like some of them are really easy, like the gift of evangelism. If you got that, yeah, man, you're gonna you're gonna do it. If you're teaching really well, yeah, you probably have that, right? Yeah, and if and it's pretty hard not to to you know to say you don't have the miracles, like the gift of miracles. If miracles happen around you, like that's those are easy. But for mm-hmm. other things like the gift of wisdom, the gift of discernment, the gift of maybe even the gift of knowledge to a certain extent. How do you know if you get it wrong? Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, how do you know? How do you know when you're trying? To, that's probably this my one sort of thing against my little practical stuff. <laughs> uh, I think for me, um, something practical is to just continue to be assessing your heart throughout the whole journey. 
Um, I think take a lot of time in with reflection. Uh, we're called to you know die to ourselves every day, right? Um, and so I and you know whether or not we uh, have times of reflection every single day, or maybe that might even look like you know once a week for you, or maybe once a month. You know, I'm not gonna put a time thing for you, um, but just taking time to just you know um, routinely seasonally just reflect on your relationship with god and where your heart is i think that you'll be able to really figure out uh where god really wants you to be uh where god has called you to be and where god has what spiritual gifts he has blessed you with uh because more or less like at least for me i didn't even you know i wasn't really seeking (laughs) the spiritual gifts in my journey it just kind of just came as a byproduct of accepting God's love. Sure. Like literally I just like, Jesus, I follow you. And then, and eventually I just, you know, I just, uh, I kind of did like what Alan said. I didn't say no. I just attended this, I attended this and went there, let out here. Uh, and I kind of just like went on this roller coaster uh, with God and eventually down the road, um, you just pick up on certain things and you, you learn certain things. Uh, God reveals you and teaches you certain things on in the way, you know. He might even teach you, you know, how to, you know, how to discern, how to 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 prophesy, or how, et cetera, et cetera. Along the way, He'll bless you, people, bless you, people, bless you with people in your life to guide you through it, and and eventually, before you even know it, you have a spiritual gift. And I I think for those who like are worrying. Um, you know, if, do I have a spiritual gift or not? I think it's it it just comes back to just just really just allowing just kind of like going with the flow of things, uh, and allow God to reveal it to you. Um, I think it's important to intentionally seek it, but don't seek the gift. I think seek God first. Mm-hmm. That comes priority of the gift. There is no gift without the God, and the, and and there's no point of getting the gift if you don't want God. <laughs> so, <Sure. right? laughs> well, that's that. Yeah. Well, that's that uh, abusive aspect of it, right? You yeah. Use it, mm-hmm. uh, but if you don't want to use it for God's glory, then. <laughs> yeah, but yeah, I I I think yeah, just reassessing, have a lot of time of reflection. I encourage you to journal. Um. And yeah, just go be on the ride, and and it'll be fun. I don't know sure. if that's practical. I, I tried. <laughs> uh, <laughs> it's so pra- yeah, I think yeah. It's practical. Take time to reflect. There we go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. There you go. Journal more. Journal mm. more. There you go. Oh, and uh, just understand that um, whatever gift you have. Um, it's not going to some of the, I mean, it's not going to work every single time. Mm. For example, the gift, if you have, if you have the gift of healing, it's not going to always work. Right. Uh, Because a lot of that depends also on the will of God. Right. Um, You know, and the plans that he has for that particular person and for the people that are around it that will be affected by it. Right, mm-hmm. so some things you know, like that, like the miracle thing, is not going to always work. Right, some things work on a regular basis; it's pretty reliable. Right, like um, hopefully your gift of faith, hopefully the gift of mercy, hopefully the gift of leadership. 
that hopefully that doesn't fail uh, neither administration or discernment. Hopefully that that all sticks with you. But it doesn't. For some of them, they don't always work. Uh, they don't always come through. I should say, uh, and don't be discouraged about it. Okay, it doesn't doesn't mean that you don't have that gift. Maybe it just means that God has a different a, a different outcome for that scenario. Okay. I, yeah, I think with the with those gifts, there's a lot of I think with, with all of them, um, but especially those that uh, that you know it, it's really hard to see in terms of like prophecy and discernment uh, and and healing and such. Um, yeah, I think the each one those ones especially like take a, a huge level of dependence on God and like yeah, exactly. I'm just re- like reiterating what what Alan said. Like it, uh, it's just kind of like taking the time to just have that mind. No not taking the time it's important to have the same mindset as god during these times because like you 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 know it, you, just because you want someone healed doesn't mean they're gonna get healed <laughs> yeah. right and it's all in accordance to god's will and that that's something that you got to be okay with and that's something that you're gonna learn and and know when it comes to like in terms of the gift of healing and how to navigate that and same thing with prophesying you know so it, it it's really sharing the same mind and heart as christ uh, during those times is uh, super important. And to just end this discussion, um, yeah, we do encourage everyone who has been listening to us here, uh, if you haven't yet taken the spiritual uh, gift inventory uh, test, then we highly encourage you to do so. Uh, I think it's the first step of knowing what your gift is or what could be your set of gifts. Um, and that can begin your journey into knowing your spiritual gifts and how yeah, point God you in the right direction. You. Yeah, point you into the that right direction of how you know you can be used by God in your church setting. Um, it's also worth noting that these spiritual gifts should always be used in love, and I think that's the reason why First Corinthians thirteen exists, right. because you know with, without love, there's as Alan said, there's going to be uh, risk for abuse. <laughs> risk of abuse. Yeah. And so just keep that question like always in your head. What uh what does love require of me? Um in each you know in each event in your life in each second and each circumstance that you find yourself in. Um so yeah. Um <clears throat> yeah and seek it out. Uh that's what Paul tells us, right? Seek it out. Uh because Really, it is transformative when you know what your gift is. Because yeah. part of that, what comes along with that is that you get a better idea of where you fit, right? Mm. In yeah. the in the context of the body mm. of Christ. Right. Mm. So go seek it out. Don't do don't try to leave this off to the side and just whatever. Go seek it out. Right. Because yeah. it's worthwhile. Yeah. And with all that said, thank you everyone for joining us in this episode uh we hope that you were blessed uh with our you know trying to tackle the topic of spiritual gifts it certainly has been a long one um that's why it's a two-parter um two-parter. yeah in regards to episodes we are here every wednesday so be on the lookout for new episodes you can follow us on facebook instagram and twitter at the handle at the particles pod and if you like what you've been hearing, please subscribe and follow us so that you're always up to date. 
if you could do so kindly, please leave us a rating and review on your favorite podcasting app. That way we can, we are able to reach more people out there in the world. And that's all we have for you this episode. Uh, we'll see you next time. So stay blessed and stay faithful and join us next week for another episode of the Prodigals podcast. The Prodigals.